0: Hi, welcome to Mimi, I'm Mel. I created Mimi as a safe space for creativity, a place for creatives to come together, get inspired and find help through accessible coaching, free resources and fun workshops and masterclasses on everything from branding, surface design, illustration and more. The Mimi podcast is basically a really good excuse for me to chat with amazing people from illustrators and designers to photographers, makers, and more. In today's episode, I chat with Clémence Gouy. Clémence is an illustrator originally from France who now lives in Amsterdam. Her work is bold, powerful and thought-provoking. In our conversation, we talk about her growing up in Brittany, living on a sailboat for a while with her family, and how inspiring it was to have a mum also be a graphic designer and illustrator. We also talked about her creative journey to where she is now, from where she studied to the multiple internships she had around the world before starting a freelance career. I loved getting to know Clemence a little bit better, and I will definitely go roller skate with her next time I'm in Amsterdam. I hope you enjoy our conversation as Much as I did. Hey. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. (laughs) Had a long time to see. Yeah, I know. We've never actually talked and met. I mean, it's not really a Uh,
1: Yeah, right. I think we, we only talked when we did this uh, Danon thing. Yeah, ages together, ago as well. But then, uh, yeah, I don't think you, you were at the launch. No, or...
0: I couldn't yeah. because it was COVID, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, right. Because okay. I remember Sorry. I was excited that they were doing something. And then it was like, nope, I can't come. Cause, yeah. yeah, well,
1: it turned out a bit weird anyway, because was everyone, everyone, everyone were. Wearing a mask and it was like super restricted and all. Um, yeah.
0: Oh, but yeah, I remember when we did that. That was fun. That was a fun project. I like doing it. So I'm really excited to talk to you because yeah. as I was researching, because obviously I know your work really well, but I was researching your life and reading about you. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. So there's so many things. Like I feel like we've got quite similar journeys almost because I was going to talk about your mom also being like a graphic designer and an illustrator and you being kind of born into creativity like I was. But first, we need to talk about the fact that you were born in Brittany. That's cool. But you kind of traveled, you lived on a sailing boat for a while when you were a kid. And I want to to hear about it so bad. So tell me about this.
1: Yeah, well, you make it sound like there is a whole book about my life or anything, but I'm not that old. I'm not like a a 45... Or like sixty five uh, old lady, uh, but it, w- it was only it was only one year, but it's already like quite a lot. And at some point, well, my dad was always passionate about sailing. Uh, him and my grandfather, actually, it's pretty common, I think, in Br- Brittany. But mm-hmm. they were sailing, doing like race, um, this kind of things. And with my mom, they had this dream about selling everything and go living on a boat with kids and all. Um, they ended up doing it for one year, which is already good. They prepared for it for like. I think a decade they reached a point in life where they were able to take a sabbatical year and so yeah they um, sold everything took the kids and um, that was us that's so cool that where did you cool. go then uh, so we left from Brittany and then we sailed along the coast of uh, Spain and Portugal and then Morocco Cabo Verde Senegal and then we uh we crossed the Atlantic Ocean and then ended up in uh, the Caribbean and stayed here for a while and then crossed back until uh, we, uh, we were home back in Brittany.
0: That's so cool. How old were you?
1: I was 14 and that was my sister who was six, I think, seven, and my little brother who was uh, 12.
0: Wow, so you're definitely old enough to understand what was happening and take it in and be influenced and
1: yeah yeah it, it's actually a bit different because my sister were um a bit young she remembers a little bit of it because we have so many pictures and like short movies and all but yeah i was already uh already pretty old um it wasn't the the easiest because you know i was in this um, stage of life where you're like a, a shitty teenager you want to stay with your friends and all and uh, but yeah, it ended up being a huge uh, privilege and chance. And uh, yeah, that was a very good experience.
0: And then, so you came back to Brittany. What was life
1: like there? Rainy, mostly. <laughs> um but yeah i was in a like not a small town but like a a small city so every everything was uh, pretty much enriched like it wasn't like this huge parisian or londonian metropole and and it was great there was maybe not so much on the cultural side but i mean there was nature yeah it was a cool place to grow up and um, i'm always because my parents still live there so i'm always very happy to go back and feel like home and then uh It feels like holidays uh, each time because it's nearby the sea, which uh, I'm sure you get.
0: Yeah, I love it. I mean, I feel like I didn't grow up by the sea. I grew up um, in the suburbs of Paris, which is very boring. And um, yeah, I feel like now I couldn't not live by the sea now that I do.
1: get used to luxury like this.
0: (laughs) So... Yes, when I when I read that your mom was also a graphic designer, what was your dad doing then?
1: He uh, did a lot of things. He worked in a bank uh, and then couldn't remember everything, but uh, he was working with number basically. He's been uh, doing a content thing and then working in a bank and then a lot of other different things while he was administrating his own uh, company. I think if you would ask him now he would answer that he would have loved to um, study oceanography. I'm not Mm. sure if it's the right um, English word but yeah yeah. I think he would have done something different um, if he could now but it allows him to uh, do a lot of sailing so he's happy.
0: So your mom was a graphic designer and illustrator as well. How was it growing up with her? Did she she obviously probably influenced you a lot
1: yeah for sure <laughs> she's a uh, my first role model basically um but it was a very it was very lucky uh, for me and my brother because then she was a freelancer so she was able to work from home while also taking care of us and now that i think about it she was definitely doing a lot at the same time and still managing to do everything correctly and she really took time to Like, because she was a creative person, so she would always invent all sort of games and activity, like creative activities for us to do. So it was really fun. And I was, yeah, super, again, privileged and lucky to be able to try a whole bunch of different crafts, I guess.
0: Yeah. Was it for you? Yeah, I was now thinking back as well. I'm like, she, she, my dad was also a designer and he worked full time and she was looking after us. I think she stopped working a little bit at the beginning, but then she from maybe when we're like I don't know five or six she started working again and then yeah now I think back wow she could do all of that while looking at kids and yeah I don't know it's just they did a lot didn't they but yeah they also influenced me a lot and I think you know you'll probably meet people as well that ask you about it and I always feel like I've been designing since I was a kid because they were always involving me in everything did she involve you in things did she show you what yeah, she was working and on I,
1: I, I remember like drawing fake um children book and that kind of funny when you think about it because I was also a child so I was like basically drawing books but you know it was for all the children I'm not a child you know this kind of thing and inventing fake magazines and stuff like this so yeah I feel like I've been designing fake stuff and like mimicking her in a way I'm still mimicking her because uh, we sometimes work together on some projects so pretty funny when thinking about it that
0: is so nice did you have um did you have IMAX did she get all the old ones or did she have
1: uh yeah she had one of those really really big that took ages to uh, to launch or to to be yeah
0: on. But do you remember the blue the turquoise blue the the huge one that had turquoise on it can't remember which but oh so yeah
1: old. i know i know the one you're talking about we didn't have this one it was a gray very square one so i guess it Probably was an even the older audience. one yeah, yeah, yeah but uh yeah I, I know the one you you talked about uh, did you use yeah, um,
0: one? yeah it was so fun did you I used to go on Illustrator, so like the, I don't know what version that was. It was still when it was like, um, oh, no, Mona Lisa, what am I saying? It was the Venus. I can't remember, but it was still that old picture oh, yeah, of Venice yeah, yeah, coming yeah. you know and uh i'd go on illustrator and just use all the like the weird typefaces that actually just symbols and just try to draw things with that did you do that as
1: really, well the, the, yeah there was uh like the symbol library and you could use like bubble and uh, i used to use the spray tool and do that everywhere and yeah. then displacing it and making like horrible faster when you think about it now but uh, yeah a lot of fun
0: yeah ah, oh, that was so fun but that's why I tell people about Adobe, like the softwares. I'm like, I've been on them for like 30 years and I'm still learning. So don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, they're changing a lot. But anyway, so yeah, that's quite funny that we had that growing up. So were you, so obviously you seem to have been really creative and you were making loads of stuff. So you were really into art and making stuff and drawing early on then.
1: Yeah, well, I was drawing a lot as a kid. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm into making stuff. I like the results and I like having so many ideas. Um, at like crazy hours in the night, and sometimes that's my problem. Like I don't like spending too much time on actually the craft and making them. I just want okay, I have an idea, I want it to exist and be done, and that's it, and move to the other one. Yeah, awesome. yeah, I'm, I guess uh, I'm the same. That that was very creative and, and yeah, like yeah. Childhood.
0: Do you have ideas and then you like start them and then you get bored really quickly and you wish it was oh, done yeah. and yeah. <laughs> all the
1: time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I'm the same that's what that's one of the question I have for you later on about wanting to like just be an art director and just be the idea person and be like, let's do that and then someone else is just doing it you know that'd be cool right?
1: Yeah, it would and at the same time it means being the boss and I'm not sure I'm very comfortable with the position like telling people what to do uh, I don't think I would like. You don't like I'm not it. sure I'm a little person and mm. I'm, uh, I would be, uh, you know, oh, please do this, but you know, only if you want to, <laughs> uh, but no rush, no pressure. Um, but yeah, it's easier to be your own boss. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. I don't know. I like telling people what to do, but that's just the personality <laughs> yes. thing, I think. Yeah.
1: Were you the old, I mean, are you the oldest one out of? No, I just, no, or? I've
0: got, I've got one older brother. Oh, so okay. yeah, not even, yeah, I don't know. It's just. Aries like but you're an be Aries as well
1: things to say um when you're like the oldest out yeah what well, you're the oldest right you said yeah. you
0: are yeah no I think it's just I don't know it's a personality thing isn't it but um I mean I wouldn't yeah I don't know I think I like that idea of leading not even just leading but like working with other people because there's a point where I can't remember I talked to someone about this where I feel like I love doing illustration and graphic design but sometimes I feel like there's people that are much better than me at it mm. and I'm like I've got really good yeah. ideas but I'm like oh this person is way better illustrate you know you get that kind of imposter syndrome where you're like could I not let them do that bit and I'll just have the idea and you know but anyway you probably have it yeah, sometimes well
1: that's what a no director would do so. yeah but yeah.
0: then doing is also cool so actually that's why I want to ask you because you studied it still in Brittany you studied graphic design and then yeah.
1: And you visual ended... communication. Yeah. So and tell so me about all, that. I'm not really sure. Um, that was cool. Um, so I moved to Nantes, which is like a bigger city. Uh, it's technically not in Brittany, but also historically speaking, it is. Well, that's a whole debate, and people are like manifesting and going on strike in the street uh, just because of the question. Typical French people, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yes, yeah, so I moved there uh, to go to a small school. Uh, I actually debated going to Paris to study because all the big, uh, like, famous schools are there. But then, uh, yeah, I think it was too big for me, too big of a a leap. So I just like pick a smaller city and a small school uh, where, like, everyone would know each other and this kind of stuff. Now, the school I went to was called uh, ECV. It's uh, literally School of Visual Communication, Ecole de Communication Vieux. And at this time, it was still pretty small uh now it's a lot bigger um but yeah i was lucky to end in a very nice classroom with a lot of very nice people and everyone was like super like what's the word? Like helping each other out, giving advice, and all. And there was like a very, really cool vibe, which is I understood later that it's not typically the case in all art school. And sometimes you have a lot of competition, but I didn't really feel that. So I feel like, uh, yeah, it was a really peaceful way to learn. While well, the 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 workload was pretty intense, but yeah. The teamwork with all my classmates was really cool. I made some lifelong friends.
0: That is nice. I don't, yeah, my art school in Paris wasn't... <sighs> was it competitive? I guess it was a little bit, but more in the fashion bit because I was in the graphic design okay. bit of a, like... I went to Duperet. So it was oh, yeah. more of a art like there. a fashion... Yeah, and the fashion side of the school was super competitive. But because we're just one little class of like graphic designers in a fashion school, nobody... Like we weren't that competitive
1: i think another threat. yeah
0: exactly but it was interesting
1: were, were you able to work um like collaboratively uh, because as a graphic design team you could be expected to do i don't know the lookbooks or yeah. brand identity for all the fashion mm. designer or something
0: we could have that would have been cool but we didn't i remember just spending most of my time in the photography studio because that okay. was really cool interesting. um yeah. no we didn't really you know but yeah, I know what you mean though. It's nice that you went to a school where there was a good helping each other vibe because yes. that's what uh, you want to replicate. I'm missing
1: was be- maybe, maybe collaborating with other type of uh, crafts or other type of children because it was just like visual communication. And later on, they opened an animation and then uh, UX design or web strategy kind of section. But yeah, it was just graphic design at the time.
0: So you did that and then you ended up Literally traveling all around the world. I feel like that's what it felt like that you ended up getting, I don't know, did you get internships or did you get jobs straight away in some design studios kind of all around?
1: Yes, yeah, so I did a lot of internship and I, did, I think I did four or five in total um because it, it was mandatory like I think we had to do one in already in the second year uh, it was a five-year uh, school like um, bachelor and then a master's degree uh, and so each year you had to do an internship to uh, validate the year yeah. something like this and so I did two in Paris and then I did one in Montreal after I finished uh, my master's degree I got one in New York and then I moved there and I really thought it would be like Um, something I could turn into a job later Um, didn't happen and also the visa is uh, like super hard to get especially in this area because you know it was uh, right after Trump um, became president so the condition to uh, move there and get a work visa was way more strict if you they wanted engineer uh, they didn't want graphic designer (laughs) So, yeah, I couldn't say, but then um, I got an opportunity to work at a very cool studio in Amsterdam and I moved there.
0: So that's funny because I remember you said you moved from your little town to you didn't want to go to Paris. You wanted to go to Nantes, but then you ended up in New York. And I'm like, did you enjoy New York? Because I feel like New York is like 10 times more stressful than I Paris. Yeah?
1: Also, yeah, also uh, like five years had passed <laughs> when I moved there. And I did it gradually, you know, yeah. from Brittany, I moved to Nantes and then mm-hmm. to Paris. Uh, and yeah. then okay. I was went to like Montreal and, and all. And then it was like, oh, gradual. Yeah. It wasn't really the same. Like it was not really stressful because it felt everything felt new when I moved there. And also in New York, I, I, I don't know if you've ever been, mm-hmm. um, but there, there is this weird feeling of familiarity somehow because you've seen the city so much in movies and, and shows like tv shows and all so you feel like if it, it sounds familiar it feels familiar somehow yeah
0: so, i know what you mean
1: yeah i don't know if i could i could be living in like a city as big as this one for a long time but it was definitely a nice experience
0: and did you like your internships do you feel like you learned and was it just a bit stressful because design studios are yeah
1: they are well to be honest i was expecting a bit more uh out of it i thought like and they really made it sound like I would be integrated in like all the project and all it turned out and maybe it's just the american way and maybe i was like a bit naive about it uh but when i arrived i felt like there was like more hierarchy compared to um all the other places i went in canada and in and in france uh so yeah basically if you were an intern you couldn't really participate in all the project even even though it was still a, a pretty small scale studio I feel like I could have learned more it was still uh, like a nice experience on a human level uh, but technically speaking and on the level of entrepreneurship maybe uh, it could could have been more maybe but it was still cool mm.
0: and then you said you moved to Amsterdam which you are still there so you probably really like it I've never been to Amsterdam so oh, yeah. yeah I know it's silly because it's really close isn't it to France and it like, is, it's just there yeah. um I need to go
1: especially from England yeah well, or even from France because
0: you know I'm French as well so um I could have gone, but then I, I wasn't into weed when I was a teen, so I was like, I don't, know, I don't need to go there. <laughs> I know it's not the only thing, but that, a no. lot of people, people you know, will be that are quite upset to hear yeah. <laughs> No, but you know, you know, I know it's not. I'm just joking. Is it's just a about, lot like, of people, red light
1: district yeah. and weed and everything. Yeah.
0: I mean, that sounds fun. It's just no, but I guess a lot of people I know that went when they were teens or when they were younger. That's the reason they went. And I, I just traveled loads of other places. And I'd, I wanted to go as far away from France mm. as possible. So uh, I didn't yeah. think about I, I going, you know? I had that too. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, tell me about moving there and what you started doing.
1: So I moved there because there was uh, this studio specifically called Mata Valido Studio. It uh, turns out she was. it was just a one-person studio. But she was really good at making it look like a really uh, bigger studio. Uh, so she was really good at that and um so after i was in new york and it didn't like it's not that it didn't work out but i couldn't stay so i had to move uh back to europe i didn't really want to go back to france so i just like send a message i think it was on instagram or maybe an email um was it was 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 i that professional I, I don't remember but i just like sent an email out of the blue to um marta uh, uh whom i really admire her work and saying okay um this is me this is what i do um do you need help uh, i'd be down for an internship too and she said oh not an internship but if you want to come and freelance for me i actually have this big project in coming, and i would really need some help so it was like kind of um Perfect place, perfect timing moments. And then I moved there for a three month mission. Not sure if I can say it like that, but yeah. like I moved there like to work with her for three months. And then we really clicked. So um, she invited me to, so, uh, after that, I had to move back to France. But like after a month or two, she invited me to come back and to uh, work with her for a longer basis and work together for, for a long time, like I think almost one year. And then uh, unfortunately, COVID hit. And uh, so like lots of projects, lots of, lots of clients uh, got shut down so she didn't have any work for me back then but it it, it was it turned out all right because uh, that really allowed me to go full-time freelance myself and yeah we keep on working together from time to time but now i'm actually on my own and i stay in the city because well it's a it's a really cool city Aside from the wheat stuff and all, um, it's still a capital. Well, like a cultural capital, let's say. But it's like way smaller than New York, London, Paris. I feel like you can go anywhere with your bike. So yeah, it's way more human size, I'd say.
0: So I'm interested in how you went from graphic design to illustration. And I know you're still juggling both, which is really (laughs) cool. When did you start doing more illustration work?
1: So funny thing is when I... Had all these internship, most of them were unpaid, so I had to find a way to sustain myself while also working uh, at this studio. So I started taking like a little. I was already posting like and drawing and posting stuff online just for fun, and then I started taking commission and like small project just to have like a little income. So illustration ended up being my. Um... I'm not sure what's the what's the English income? word for travail alimentaire, or, or you, you can say side job?
0: my main income or my yeah.
1: While well, was not really my main job, but like a side, or just side, yeah, yeah, a side job I was doing, and usually it's the opposite, you know, like a lot of graphic designers yeah. want to pursue illustration, <laughs> just keep graphic design as a like day job, and in. then yeah. well, illustration was actually my night job because I was working for free uh, during the day, and then at night I was like drawing a lot. But the more it went, well, the more, one project leads leads to one another, and uh, it's how it works, and. Well, the illustration side kept getting bigger and bigger. And now I'd say it depends of the time of the year, but I say illustration is like maybe 70, 80% of what I do for now.
0: Yeah, because that's, that's a question I had for you as well, because I find it really interesting. And a lot of people ask me about it because you want to keep doing both, right? It's not like you're trying to be more of an illustrator than like you love both. How do you kind of position yourself? Because I feel like a lot of clients nowadays, they kind of want to put you in a, you know, they want yeah, to put you in yeah, a box. Yeah. Are you, what are you? Are you a graphic designer? Are you an animator? Are you an illustrator? Are you, you know, so how do you juggle it?
1: Um, I, I don't. <laughs> I'm still trying to find a way to uh, still do both. Also getting better at both because at the moment I feel like I've been focusing a lot on illustration and I'm missing a little bit the branding side of things. Um, so I feel like I could like, Uh, do that a little bit more but I don't I think at at some point I will have to maybe separate both more Um, like making maybe creating a studio or a studio name for the branding and graphic design also because in this way I can work with other people and maybe keeping my name for the illustration side Um, because you you also do both right?
0: Yes but uh, I don't really show branding bits it's not because I'm not I actually I just did a really I I have done um a really big branding job that's also an illustration job that's also an art direction job it's literally they want me to do everything which is amazing and I will show that because I love all of it but um I don't think I'm I don't know it's a good question I don't want to do as much graphic design as I used to so I'm happy to just position myself as more of an illustrator right Mm. now but like you said I think I would enjoy it more if I had a studio and maybe people to work with. It's like you said, like, I want to think about the beginning of the branding and I want to think, oh, we could do this and that. And then as soon as I have to start doing all the little mm-hmm. bits that are annoying, I get really anxious and like, oh, why? You know? So Yeah,
1: now that you say, the, like this, I'm totally like this too. Um, I like having the idea and the excitement of the beginning and all, but then when you have to push all the pixels, um, that's a bit maybe more boring. Yeah. But I thought, I don't know, maybe maybe people love doing that. But since I don't really love this part myself, I, I think I would feel bad about giving it to someone else. Mm. Uh, but some I mean, people I'm love it. Sure some people like yeah. it. So.
0: Um, two things I wanted to tell you. I've actually shown your, you know, you were saying how you, you don't think you're juggling really like the graphic design and the thing like in terms of positioning but I've shown your websites to a few people that have that same predicament of being graphic designers and illustrators I said look Clemence is doing it really well of having that website that looks amazing fuller I think it's the same one I can't even remember now just the way you're presenting your work it's really clear that you can do you know graphic design and illustration and it's it's just really clear and it works really well and if I was a client I would straight away understand that you can do both really well but like you said I think it's about like you're getting better at both and working on both some people might end up working a bit less on one mm-hmm. like I think I'm probably better at illustration now than graphic I don't know I just feel like there's an imbalance sometimes um but I think you're juggling you really well
1: that's nice of good to say. I feel like it's maybe more a matter of con- uh, consistency and visual visual consistency mm-hmm. because there are some uh, graphic designers/ illustrator, almost artists that it's very clear that it's the same uh, visual world um, mm. or, or vision. When they do gra- more graphic design or poster stuff, or maybe when they do the layout for, of a book, or maybe when they do just illustration. and I feel like there is not such a connection between what I do in branding and what i do in uh in in illustration um also i feel like maybe illustration is a uh, i was gonna say selfish but that's not the way we're all um practice because i feel like i'm always like drawing what i almost what i want maybe it's just because i have very cool clients that let me do whatever i want basically. Uh, but i'm drawing and i okay bringing my vision but branding is more about uh, building the vision of someone else and uh, making it come to life so I don't know there there is a difference in the way I do one and another Uh, but we'll see it's it's nice to see uh, or to know that other people think it's still a bit consistent and I guess we're always better at seeing it uh, in other people works um, than your own
0: yeah I think your design work looks a lot like you as well Like it works really well with, I don't think, oh, it looks like it's two different people. But like you said, I think the illustration is, it's not even just the cool clients. It's just you're able to bring your ideas and what you value and what you care about in your drawings. And when we're doing brand identity, like you said, that's probably why I don't really show my stuff because I'm like, well, it's cool. But yeah, it's somebody else. It's completely different. It's not as personal and not, it's just not the same thing. But it can be fun until it gets a bit boring. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) um there was something about graphic design and illustration and how much do you think it's influencing like how how much are they influencing each other
1: I guess the way of building image like composition like i don't have a strict theory about it but we were talking about it with friends who have kind of the same background somehow you can tell when someone has been studying graphic design before even if there is not like a clear theory of yeah you do it like this and i'm never using a green honestly too boring but i think you can tell because maybe you have a an eye or it doesn't mean you can't have it if you didn't graphic design at all. um but like maybe you have an eye for like how the eye um, circulates between the shapes in an image, or maybe I'm just like rationalizing. rationalize it. That's a hard way to say. Rationalize saying, it. Yeah, it's a hard one. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree. And maybe the way of presenting idea, because I tend to like conceptualize and having a like a, a reason, to, even if it's post-rationalizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, But like having a reason for everything, like, okay, I put the hand like this because it means blah, blah, blah. And then these, these, these. I remember learning, learning and being encouraged about doing it when I was studying uh, at school, like visual communication, like everything has to have a purpose, which is not always nice, because then it it becomes very hard for you to draw just for the sake of drawing. Like everything has to have a purpose.
0: Yeah. I remember hating when they said that. I was like, oh, but I just want to do that. And it doesn't make any sense, but I like it. (laughs) It's like two different things, I guess. I think we should all bend together. I think like graphic designers slash illustrators should create um, like a mystical group because we're so special. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) but I could, (laughs) no, but there's a lot of us already have a (laughs)
1: big enough of an ego usually. (laughs) What?
0: No, no, it's it. No. What's really interesting is that I can definitely tell when someone's. Um, also does graphic design or has had a background in it. There's something about, even though we all have kind of different styles, sometimes you can just see it shine through, even down to how we present our work and stuff. And I always say, I think everybody should kind of study a little bit of graphic design because it comes in handy when even if you're just an
1: illustrator. Yeah, I I agree. I mean... There's other things that you can do, but I definitely think that doing only illustration can become quite limited at some point, especially in like the fast moving world we live in. And knowing graphic design is useful, but also knowing animation and like basically melting maybe illustration with another um, like feel is always interesting to learn different skills and maybe... On how to launch posts, but especially for illustration, because I mean, it's very rare that we get commissioned to only do illustration, and it, it's gonna live by uh, by itself or on its own. It's usually for a book or for a poster or like for a lot of different stuff. So being able to make it work and have like a vision of how we could work with like copy or like yeah other type of information is always useful. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And even just for doing your own website as a as an illustrator, that's already like quite useful.
0: Yeah, just being a freelancer, you need to multitask. About animation, you've been doing, I mean, you've you've always done a little bit of it. I mean, I don't know if it's a more recent thing, but it works really well with your work as well and your style. Do you enjoy it? <laughs>
1: Uh, I do, yeah. Um, I'd love to be able to do, uh, more complicated things because at the moment I only like super basic stuff on After Effect, like basically just moving and like maybe I know two, uh, different effects I can use, but that, that's all. Uh, but motion design, like, yeah, is always very interesting. Also, it makes you conceptualize your, uh, your illustration differently. When you know beforehand that you're going to need to animate it. And that makes it interesting too. A way to merge um, like fields and make you think about what you do in a different way. It's also freaking satisfying to see like what, what used to be a static image uh, moving and come to life. Yeah.
0: But then we come back to, you know, you have to do it. So it's like, I wish I could just have the idea. But like, I want this, you know, like the ones you do when they come in like, or they're roller skate or they do something cool. But I give you this and you do it and then I'm satisfied to look at it. You know, I don't want to have to do it. it it's so time yeah. consuming, isn't it? Like animation yes. is.
1: Uh, yeah, but there is also the satisfaction of uh, telling yourself, okay, I did it myself. Like you learned a new skill and that's also nice, changing yourself and learning a new thing. But yeah, definitely like once I did it once, I... Yeah, if I have to read it again, I'm like, oh. <laughs> there's not the excitement of learning something new. Um, but yeah, I have a, like a arm long list of things I'd like to uh, become like or learn. But I was gonna say when I say learn, it's almost becoming a pro at it because yeah, that's uh, like if you're not instantly good at something, what's the point? <laughs>
0: it's so f- wait, are you a- you an Aries, right? You're Aries, I am. A- yeah. <laughs> Is it an it's- Aries thing? Yeah, yeah. I read and you know, do you follow? um, is it I Can't remember, but there's there's it's like an Instagram uh, account. Know, and, and, and there was one post that was like unrealistic expectations. And for Aries, <laughs> it's like being good at anything you start for the first time or so, or like being great as soon as you learn something. And I'm exactly like that. I'm like, is there even a point if I start something and I'm not the best?
1: That no. Be. You know? <laughs> And that, that's a bit sad because uh, bit yeah, I wish I could learn the I could like the process uh, a bit more because it would make it like better. And also, it's part of the process being bad at something and then yeah. getting madder. So, yeah, but we just <laughs> don't like message. it. We just won't well, like, be great uh, straight away. Yeah. Um, they have like this list where I'd like to learn like 3D Blender uh, photography uh, for years uh, tattoo. Uh, maybe painting because I'm always drawing digitally I like so many different things
0: what I love most about your art apart from the fact that I mean it looks super cool is that there's always a really strong message I mean most of the time like really obviously you've got your client work but whenever it's a personal piece it's always about women and rights and like there's always something super badass and fierce about it it which is cool because people always tell me my work is cute and I'm like mm, I want I want my work well, to be that's badass. a statement
1: too we'll live in such a scary world you need crude things no too. no
0: I don't want to be cute <laughs> I want to be badass like your work but anyway we don't it's fine I'm not gonna change my you know or styles also I don't know if it's a reflection of ourselves or a part of ourselves it's just interesting tell me more about your inspirations and what pushes you to create Wow,
1: that, <laughs> deep question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, it's true that. There, there is a, like a lot of time there is something about women or like Accepting yourself or like something around the question of the representation of the bodies, uh, different types of bodies and stuff around social rights, too. I'm not an activist, like in a literal way in real life. Like I don't surf like, you know, uh the collage in the street during the night and stuff like this and going like in a few uh, protests, but I'm not like a very vocal person in real life. So I guess uh, using my work to try and help in areas where I can is one of the motivations, um, because like at the end of the day, uh, it's visual communication, and you can either draw a cute thing, or you could also like just draw something uh, where you want to say something, and it can be both at the same time too. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. try, so try actually... to, to change that. <laughs> you were just not insulting that, not I just mutually, draw cute it's things.
1: Not, <laughs> it's not mutually exclusive. Like I do think we all have responsibility. Maybe it's a bit idealistic, uh, but if we can change something that doesn't sit right in the world where we're living. Oh yeah, okay, it is very idealistic. But um I feel like as visual communicator, because that's sent for like either designer, uh, cinematographer, photographer, everything, everyone that creates pictures. We do have a represent uh, a responsibility about bringing a better representation, maybe because the image we see and the world that we're living in are so intertwined and both influence each other. So if I can, at my very small scale, do something about it, then it's enough of a motivation for me.
0: You know, I don't think there's a small scale in the sense that if we all do it, it actually is quite powerful. So it is good, like we all need to do it in some way and and you're right and i think i wish we all did i always i always think about that i, I need to, i'm always thinking oh i want to do a post about it. i want to do an illustration about this to talk about this and you know i just need to do it sometimes i'm lacking time but it's not a good excuse because it's so powerful whenever you do it i always stop and read about it or you know that's the power of images it's super powerful i think
1: um yeah there is that and also maybe helping amplifying others people's voice because It's our job like to create image and message and stuff like this. So if we can use it also to amplify other uh, people's voice or research or statements, it also helps. That being said, it's very interesting that you say something about, yeah, I want to create a post about it and that and that, and then I don't have time. I still think self-care is also important. And we're just so flouted with horrible news all the time that, I mean, we can't speak about everything all the time. Also, we don't have to have an opinion about everything. It's also fine to say, okay, about this, I don't have the information or the education level to properly speak about that. So I'm just gonna read, learn. But you don't have, yeah, you know, to have a message or statement about everything that's happening in the world either. Like that's highway to the burnout.
0: That's a good point. And we all care is that's the thing is I feel like you have to choose some causes that you can actually fully go into. And it doesn't mean you don't care about the other ones. It's just there's a point like you said we can't like be caring about i mean you were at a small level but um yeah it's it's such an interesting thing
1: it's also a matter of uh, pragmatism and efficiency mm. because at some point you can't i mean you only have this amount of energy i know it's a, a lot of energy people if can't really like see <laughs> <laughs> can't my hand but like you have like a, um, <laughs> a finite or a defined amount of energy per day and if you try to use a bit of this energy in all the, these different causes it might not be maybe as efficient or as powerful as maybe um, like focusing your effort or 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 something on something for like a period of time it doesn't mean like you don't care about other things or you can't switch to other things later um, yeah for your own sanity you might be more efficient to focus on something
0: so have you experienced
1: burnout i don't know uh not in the clinical term probably not because that's like i know that on social media we always read about it. yeah i'm feeling so burned out blah 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 and that's probably overwhelm would be maybe the word because a real burnout leaves you in your bed for for months as if not years it takes years to recover out of it but um yeah there were definitely some period of time where it was way too much and i feel like it's a very common thing for freelancer uh juggling between too many things at the same time uh not taking any holidays uh not taking any rest yeah I'm getting better at it I guess I hope but yeah I still have to work on it I also have um, a very hard time to say no so yeah there's all this cool project and collaboration and uh, things with friends and all you're rapidly tempted to say yes to everything and then end up with no time to do everything yeah
0: because you mentioned something about how you loved flexibility of freelance life and yeah I was wondering if you did find time to you know go on trips and do things because <laughs> I feel <laughs> so like most people thing, yeah? do, do it yeah
1: yeah when you tell people like your uh, normal working friends that you're a freelancer and they're uh, oh yeah you can take a day off in the middle of the week and yeah factually that's true but you re- very rarely do it mm-hmm. because yeah you still get to uh you to have stuff to do and if you take a very big holiday it means you have to uh, work twice harder after or before it yeah i do like the idea of flexibility i'm not sure if, if i have a good use of it uh i don't have to sit behind oh, i do have to sit behind a desk <laughs> damn <laughs> but i don't have to uh, like go in an office and do a job i don't just people be, just because some bosses tell me to do it um at least I decide when I go in holidays or like yeah, that sentence was not very well constructed no, it, makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense
0: yeah it makes
1: sense and, and I, I think my English is getting the English worse is and worse your uh, English is great
0: it is and I think people don't realize sometimes that being a freelancer you work twice as much as someone else. There's the pressure because you're the only one in charge of everything, which is great. But then also you're like, I need to do this right. And I need this and that, and I need to have work next month. And you know, there's always that hustle. But yeah, I'm really bad at taking time off as well. Okay, so you're in Amsterdam now. She's pretty cool and I understand it's not all about the weed, but there's a lot of roller skating happening, isn't it? And I don't want to hear about yeah, yeah.
1: that. <laughs> I mean it's still pretty new and I'm a very beginner, but uh, yeah, I used to be pretty bad at sports in uh, in school and um and I, I was never the sporty kid and even now and uh, at some point there was okay I had to do something uh, if I if I don't if I don't move my body I will end up being like a granny at like 30 years old uh, so I bought some skates and then I started and ended up living there in the shelf for, for a long time because then I couldn't really find the motivation to do it myself uh, all by myself because it's a bit lonely and turns out a lot of my friends got into like illustrator friends got into roller skating too and at some point I don't know we just hyped each other up and yeah we kind of started together and being b- a beginner at something with a bunch of friends it, it's really like a, it's a big boost of motivation because you all learn and like encourage each other and cheer up each other uh so yay and uh, i really like it and it's also very um gratifying or yeah, yeah. is it a word yeah uh to to see yourself uh improving and you improve a lot uh roll skating is super hard at the beginning especially when you have no balance and no coordination like limb coordination like me but then you also improve quite a bit and you find your marks and yeah that's really rewarding
0: it is i found it really hard when i started as well um but you said you longboard as well so did you have to do the switch
1: uh wow I don't do longboard, per se. Uh, I'm able to roll, but I, I don't do any tricks on I mean, it. Like, I, I, I can just cruise, and that's already...
0: Yeah, but that's good
1: enough. Quite a big, but yeah, my partner has, like, different longboard and got really into it, like, a few years back. So I bought one, so I could, like, follow him and cruising. We, we were cruising together. I would love to be able to do some dancing steps like the old cool videos you you see online uh but i like that's another thing i have on my list of things that i want to learn yeah. you do longboard a lot right
0: no i, I mean I'm, I'm like you i can um i can just cruise around um i mean i surf i'm better at surfing than like, the thing with longboarding and roller skating is like the few times i've um I've I've fallen like the last time I did water yeah. skating I fell on my butt like not even my butt on my cocksuit i like just it really yeah, hurt consequences and that it, yeah yeah you know just surf. above the butt it's and yeah, but yeah exactly so that's why I prefer water sports because I do hurt myself sometimes when I jump high but um, kaita kaita i think but otherwise yes yeah, the water the ground can really hurt you know so it turns <laughs> you up sometimes but mm-hmm. i do i do love it and i think i'll get back into it when river when my daughter um starts doing it, you know she only has a small scooter now so it's not really cool Cool. but when uh when i put her on a little, on a little skateboard then maybe i'll do it with her a bit more um so Hmm, I wanted to, I like to talk about, it's not very fun, but I like to talk about the more struggly bit of freelance mm-hmm. life and work and creative life. Um, so is there a side of freelance life that you d- you just don't like?
1: Uh, The more I go, the more... It's funny because at the beginning, that's what I really liked. But the more I go, the more working alone. Yeah, the lonely part can be a bit heavy sometimes. And the weird thing about it is I'm also a very big introvert and I uh, consider myself socially awkward. So there is always this tension between, oh, I want to work with a bunch of freelancers and we will all be together and working together in a shared space. But then I also am like, yeah social energy. (laughs) Um, So I do share a space at the moment and everyone is uh, really cool. I think I'm craving a more, maybe community-centered feeling or maybe a more collaborative way of doing. Like maybe we will all be freelancer, but maybe for uh, working from time to time together or maybe running a small workshop or small like space together with friends. I was going to say the instability of uh, like the financial, financial instability maybe yeah that's not always easy but I feel like you know where you put yourself in when you start playing things so
0: yeah do you have at the moment what I have I've had a really big I've been doing a really big um client job and and obviously I'm doing the podcast and all that and I feel like I'm constantly a lot on no yeah I just add things <laughs> to my plate when it's have already magazine, full
1: you have the challenge
0: <laughs> I know it's just but I feel like at the moment what I have is just a constant headache just because I'm looking at screens all the time. Mm. Um, do you get that as well? I feel like sometimes it's not that I don't want to draw. I just don't want to see a screen.
1: Yeah, that's super annoying. Usually it happens when I have a very big deadline. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, same. laughs> uh, like I just yeah. end up having these migraines and I can't look up my screen more than like one hour and then I have to take a break. Mm-hmm. It's not often. Yeah, fortunately, but yeah, it uh, like at the end of the day, like even if it's like a normal day, not a migrant day. Um, yeah, I feel like I would do anything else than just like staring at the screen, like cooking or just yeah. yeah.
0: But it's interesting. I wonder if you have that as well. Where I a friend of mine very recently said something to me. Um, said, "Oh, but you you don't do anything that's not productive." She was like, "You you right. you always yeah. doing productive things." and I was like no and I was like wait a minute <laughs> and then do you have that as well
1: do yeah and that everything has to be I mean I'm not sure if it's part of like or if it's due to personality or like I'm yeah I think it's also due because we live in a capitalist slash projectivist world and everything has to like lead to something else but yeah creatively speaking I'm having a hard time doing something just for the sake of doing it like it have to be something it has to be like a project like a print I can sell later or just like a fun thing to post on social media like it has to have a purpose all the time and I feel like it's also connected to the fact that okay uh, when you pick up a new hobby you want to be instantly good at it because if you don't like what's the point mm. um, it feels also very productivist in a way
0: what I want to know more about as well is if you have any dreams slash goals So either work-related or non-work-related for the coming month.
1: so I talked about the way I find it a bit lonely sometimes. and I think my dream, I don't know when, I don't know where, uh, but I would love to have like a small uh, shared space with other friends. And we would also share stuff to do screen printing and maybe riso printing and this kind of stuff. That would be that would be cool, uh, like an artistic community place. That and also maybe owning my own house at some point. I feel very uh, capitalistic, but also when you're a freelancer, you're like mm. <laughs> that feels like a dream sometimes. Um, but that would be nice having my own place at some point. And on the work side, I feel like I've been super lucky to mostly have projects either on stuff I like drawing or working on, or also related to things I believe in so yeah i feel like i don't really have these big goals of i don't know working with let's say nike or all these uh, like really big brands um i think i would like to see my work maybe at a bigger scale because i've been working a lot for editorial like honestly, and books Uh, So it's nice to have your work printed or some article and all, but that's another thing to see your work in like a huge scale on like a mural or maybe, I don't know, some 3D installations or something. That would be fun. Oh yeah, and doing maybe a project related to skating that would be cool like either i don't know for a community project or maybe like paint a whole skate park or like something like this that would be fun
0: well this was fun i got to know you a bit better <laughs> which is
1: nice yeah thank you for inviting me i feel like i've been rambling a lot <laughs> about I love it. a lot of things that's okay uh, yeah yeah
0: Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed our conversation. If you want to know more about Mimi, then head out to mimiforcreatives.com and make sure to check the show notes for more details about our guest. I'll see you soon.